Hey, this is your name, your name, your name. And uh, they say it ain't easy. Game green. Gang green. The New York Jets have their man. The Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Talk about all gas, no break. The great one. We're not talking about effort on the field. Woo! We're talking about the process at which we do things. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up! Keep your foot on the pedal. Base, 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 base. There's no way I'm not gonna have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this rut, own this rut. The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday. Hey. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcast in July from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Las Vegas, Nevada, baby. And I'm joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris. Mike, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? I heard you a little under the weather. Yep. Coming to you live, everybody, with COVID as we speak right now. So me and Mike haven't done a show in a few weeks. We We don't really ever go this long without... I'm sure you guys are waiting by your phones for the updates when we're dropping APG, of course, right, Mike? Uh, Mike, man, this has been a crazy two weeks, probably the longest we've ever not done a show. <laughs> Definitely the longest we've ever not done a show during the season, and a lot has gone on over the three weeks. Mike's had some stuff going on with his family he's taken care of. I had a death in my family. Rest in peace, Uncle Timmy. I love you. Uh, Mike traveled halfway across the country, had an insane travel issues. We won't get into that. We won't put anyone on blast, Mike, until you, <laughs> legally, until you legally feel like you want to on this show. Use the power of ABG to help you. And then all these things every week happening, and then I got cold. <laughs> I mean, this is Mike. We can't get to break the squad here, but here we are. Uh, since we last spoke, guys, Jets have lost to the Dolphins. They've lost, I say they lost to the Bills, Mike. They lost to the Dolphins last week. We know they lost to the Falcons, Mike. Tim Boyle inserted in here. Um, just going back real quick, I know the Jet fans already know what the deal is, but with Zach getting benched, Mike, just my thoughts on it when it happened. I know Tim Boyle isn't even a Jet anymore, but they had to see – when the offense is playing this bad, you never scoring touchdowns, Mike. They had to see, they had to see what the deal was with Tim Boyle's garbage ass, Trevor Simeon, whatever. Um, I just think the Jets were like, we got to try something else, right, Mike? We're gonna, we're not gonna delve too much into that because I know he's not on the Jets anymore. But him even starting games at all, Mike, you think that was Salah saying, "Look, Zach, you're not doing nothing. We got to at least give this guy a shot to try something different, right?" Yeah, that of course that's what Salah had to do, just from a PR perspective, but. I mean, I think we understand why he was holding on to Zach for as long as he was, because he was the best option that was out there after the trash that we've seen now. And I, I just say overall that, you know, this coaching staff, knowing what they had at quarterback um, and this general manager and the organization to put ourselves in this type of situation <clears throat> is just a complete failure across the board. And um, I just... I knew it was bad, Keith, but I didn't think it would be this bad. Keith, we have, and I know they said it on the radio, on the broadcast, we have um, as many safeties in the first quarter as we do touchdowns in the first quarter for the season. We have 10 offensive touchdowns right now. Miami Dolphins scored 10 offensive touchdowns against in one game. Like, um, son, the, the ineptitude that we have, like we're the worst team in the league, in my opinion, because we can't score. We can't. Okay. And, you know, um, just looking at this game that we just had, um, it highlighted a lot of different things. One, quarterback play is absolutely the worst. And two, we're just reckless from a penalties perspective, which I put on the yeah. coaching. 
Um, and three, also, Brees Hall, um, I notice a lot of the different runs, a lot of negative, 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 yeah. you know, one yard, yeah. two yard. You can say you want on the offensive line. I would expect much better from him. Um, so we're, it's an overall dumpster fire, and um, I, I don't really know where we go from here except, you know, getting a high draft pick. Yeah, Mike, you pointed out a lot of good things there. There's a lot to get into here, Jet fans. Real quick, the Jets right now, Mike, number six in the NFL in penalties. We have 82 penalties on the season. But why that's insane, if you take a look after the first month, Mike, we, were, we weren't getting penalties. This has all happened the past two months. It's almost every game now yeah. is eight or nine or ten or eleven penalties. Last game, even the coach said it got comical. We had four, four false start penalties. It seemed like they happened in a row in the first half, Mike. It was just, these are things that, you know, I I don't know enough to give my proclamation. Our penalties always coaching, right? Because the Pats are up there in penalties too. They seem to be pretty well coached. Most people think at least. Um, But whatever it is, Mike, the way that you end up with a top pick in the NFL draft, how you end up there, is everything that you're seeing when we play football every single weekend. Bad quarterback play. Bad decisions by the offensive coaches, as you see. Defense playing decent enough, Mike, but they're putting in – they're always in advent they're, – they're never in advantageous positions. They're always in a tough spot, it seems like, a defense. Or they're on the field the whole game. Um, when you look at the defensive rankings, my Jets are ranked, I think, eighth or ninth right now. Let me take a look, Mike. I got right here. My Jets are ranked ninth right now in the league. They only give up about 312 yards a game. Number three against the pass. We're number 29 against the rush. So, I mean, that obviously has to be correct also. But that's a byproduct, Mike, of the team getting tired – because they're on the field the whole day. Because all we do right. is go three and out. And then you flip it over the offensive side of the ball. And this is what Mike's kind of getting to, guys, where it comes to mistakes made in the in the offseason. Which one of them was thinking that you have a team that could win it all. And you put Aaron Rodgers at the top and we're ready to roll. And behind him is backup. And now the Jets were kind of handcuffed here. with the, they, they drafted him number two. Joe Douglas likes him. His contract, etc. I just think not having – not a Tim Boyle, but even like a Joe Flacco or a veteran option as well as a Zach Wilson. Mike, we said this before Aaron Rodgers threw one pass this season. Mike, me, me and Mike were saying this. This isn't – we're not jumping on the train here to try to bash Joe Douglas or Zach Wilson. We've been saying this for three months. Even when the Jets won a few games with Zach Wilson, it was in spite of him. He's not throwing touchdowns in the games they're winning. So when you look at the overall offense, Mike, we're 31st in the league. The only team worse is the G-men. Passing, we're 31st in the league. The only team worse, Giants. Comes to overall um, rushing, Mike, which you mentioned with Brees Hall. We're 29th in rushing, which we thought would be a strength. We only get 90 yards rushing a game now. And then Cook comes in. I know he had a fumble last game. He actually looked good last game. We were texting Mike. We are like, oh, look at Cook. He looks fast. And he's looked, he's looked like he has a lot more spring in the step the last three or four games. He gets pulled. And then when it comes to overall points, 14.3 again, that's 30th in the NFL. So across the board, like Mike said, this is – a disaster. Ten touchdowns right now. The the nineteen seventy seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the least amount of touchdowns in any given season. That was a fourteen game season when they had eleven. Mike and I were going through this earlier today. The Jets are at ten right now. Mike, all, say they score four or five more touchdowns, which is which is at this point, which at this point we'd be lucky to do that. Mike, say they finish with fifteen or sixteen on the year. It's one of the worst seasons in the history of the NFL from an offensive standpoint. But when you look at sixteen game seasons, it's almost impossible. All these teams, if you guys go Google it up on Stat News, um, AABG fans, all the <laughs> other teams, Mike, that have had this putrative season, it's 1977, 1982, 1983, the 70s. No team in the modern era has ever been this bad on offense, Mike. And there's a lot of fingers to point. And one of the scenarios we're in here with Nathaniel Hackett is that 
in another universe without Aaron Rodgers kind of sitting looking over everyone's shoulder. I'm like, I think he's fired already. I think cool. he's already gone. But now we, we can't fire him. And then separate from that, we have Zach Wilson, who's about to get I, – I'd love to hear what you got to say about this, Mike. <laughs> I'd love to hear what you got to say because, look, Tim Boyle got put in and then Simeon came in last week because he was stinking it up just to see if we could get something. Same thing with Mike White. Zach Wilson got benched in the past already. This happened to him last year to see what Mike White could do, right, Mike? To see what Mike White got injured, boom, Zach comes back in. No controversy because an injury helped us have no controversy. In this scenario, Tim Boyle stunk. Or at least, I should say this to Jeff fans, as bad as he was, Zach Wilson has what, Mike, five touchdowns the whole season? Tim Boyle is absolutely horrible. Still managed in that first game to throw a touchdown. Yeah. Something that Zach Wilson, I'm just, I'm just throwing out there. And his stats, Zach Wilson's a better quarterback than Tim Boyle now. I'm going to say that, even though they're both horrific. But his stats are barely better than Tim Boyle. So for the Jets to get rid of Tim Boyle in two games is kind of laughable, considering Zach Wilson's been this bad for three years. That is completely contingent on where he was drafted, obviously. He's drafted number two. He's Joe Douglas's guy. Um, and then also, Mike, you pointed out something that I wanted to get into, which was Zach Wilson in the athletic. It leaks out that he's reluctant to take back over the starting role. I know, Mike, you said that was kind of corrected by Salah yesterday. Can you just walk everybody through that, the timeline here, and how that worked out prior to Coach's press conference yesterday? Yeah, before the press conference, which was supposed to be 2.15 uh, p.m. Central Time, um, some uh, story dropped on The Athletic that he was Zach Wilson was reluctant to play uh, and take back the position because of injury concern. And then that press conference got delayed like almost 30, 45 minutes, Sala comes on, says, I spoke to him, X, Y, Z. He doesn't, he didn't essentially renounce and say it was fake news. He just said, well, he told me he wants to play, basically. Um, now we find out later that this was something that he was spoken to, to Aaron Rodgers and that another player leaked it. There's now rumors that the, per the player that leaked it was, in fact, Tim Boyle, which is why he's cut. I don't know. This is this is rumors, bro. It's It's circus right now. But the truth is... Zach did say it, and he's not playing in that ever again for the New York Jets. He probably won't play. I don't know. Maybe he gets another job later. We'll yeah. see what happens when he gets cut. But now Aaron Rodgers is pissed and saying it's chicken shit and things should stay in-house. Um, Pat McAfee show just now, he said, you know, pretty much this has been a, a, a shit season, but we'll be back. Yeah. So... You know, right now they they let go of Boyle. They bring in Rippin. I mean, it's full disaster. You know and what, in my, in my, Mike? Yeah, I'm so, I just if if Zach Wilson's telling anybody after the amount of chances he's been given, playing as bad as he's played, for the Jets to say, "Bro, here's we drafted him. You got benched last year. You got a second chance. Zach uh, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. You get a third chance. You get benched for Tim Boyle and." The only reason he's going to start is because Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle—they're not that far apart, guys. Let's not get, let's not trip. The, the balls look different when they throw them. They're not that far apart when it comes to quarterback skill level. Zach Wilson can scramble and move the chains and get his first downs that way. That's the only reason they wanted to go back to him, Mike. That's it. And for this to be your fourth chance, when we went through some stats that a lot of people did not like, and we ruffled a lot of feathers in people's feelings when we pointed out how bad he's been historically, Zach Wilson. But to get your fourth chance and go, nah, I'm good. That's. I don't – yo, Mike, it doesn't matter. Any any sports city in this country, that's not flying, right? No. In New York, that comes out? I, I want to know that. Like, I don't I don't care about – Aaron Rodgers isn't wrong, where preferably if you're a team or you're Zach Wilson, you don't want that to come out. I understand that thought process. 
but as a Jet fan and as a, as a guy who you know has a podcast, all of us Jet fans listening, everyone who goes to the game, all of us that love this team, all of you idiots that have been on the Zach Wilson train who tell me and Mike, even though he's the worst quarterback of all time, that, oh, you got to watch the film. Watch the film, though. Because I see three plays on the film out of the hundred that he's... Okay, all of you people, all of you, what do you have to say now? That what? Oh, he shouldn't come back because his feelings are hurt? He's a professional football player. I swear to God, I'm going to pass out right now. Man, I have temperature. I have 100 temperature. I'm getting more pale as I yell here. But he's a professional football player in New York City who has stunk it up to the highest level, who still had morons riding or dying, right? And your boy, all of you, your boy now doesn't want to play because his feelings are hurt. So I just want to hear from if anybody's watching who had his back, pop in right here and tell me what you think about that, right? Because now he doesn't want to play. His feelings are hurt. He's reluctant to come back. And then Rob Persaud had to go pat this cat on the back. Oh, Zach, it's okay. Do you mind if when I go to the press conference, I, I at least say you're ready to play so we don't look like a joke of an organization, which is what he had to do, Mike? Because you've already embarrassed us on the field. You already embarrassed the Jets last year when you stunk it up and act like it was no big deal for the Patriots game. So it makes it seem like football doesn't matter to you, right? We know what type of family you come from, the type of affluence you come from, right? Maybe this doesn't, there might be some dude sweeping a street corner right now, Mike. In Brooklyn, the Jets matter more to him than Zach Wilson. For real. This garbage man in the city right now going around doing their business, the Jets matter more to them than they do to Zach Wilson, apparently. My dude was like, yo, but here's your fourth chance. Here's your last possible shot to ever play in this league as a starter. Just go out and play four or five games and play this. And Mike, and he told you, I don't want to play. What, what is what are Jets fans supposed to do now that we have that information, Mike? When it comes to and Zach Wilson, if he does go back out and start, Mike, this week, it's like a dead man walking. Why even put him out there? They got Brett Rippin. He's a scrub too. <clears throat> don't get me wrong, but I mean, I don't look with Zach Wilson out there. I don't feel like we're winning the games anyway. I mean, so I mean, just just let Brett, him sit. Right now, we're four and eight. Brett, we have the number six pick in the draft. You know, Brett Brett written ten games, fifty eight point three completion percentage, a thousand yards, so ninety five yards a game, five point seven yards per attempt, four touchdowns, nine interceptions, sixty quarterback rating, forty percent success rate. I mean, I mean, yeah, Brett Rippin. Jet fan, just like, look, when Aaron Rodgers hurt himself, we all knew it was a wrap for the season. Yeah. We managed to pull a miracle that night and beat the Bills, so we had some good feelings. We managed to run the ball and play some decent defense for six or seven weeks. And then what we all knew was going to happen, or we all felt was going to happen, or what I said after the Bills game, which is if we don't replace Zach Wilson immediately, the season's over with. I don't want that to be true. I don't want to have to argue with people that tell me, I don't know what I'm saying. You need to watch the film, Mike, which is comical that people even have the nerve. Mike. We live in a world now where people make their mind up before actually taking the data in or circumstance or context. My mind's made up on Zach Wilson or a political figure or a way I think about something, so I'm not changing it. I don't, I don't care. What, I don't care. I want to see anything else. I want to. I'm gonna have cognitive dissonance to not acknowledge anything else, which is kind of yeah. where we're at here with Zach Wilson. Um, we play the Texans next week, a game that in a normal scenario, Mike, I think we would whoop the team. I mean, if you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's averaged about 26 points a game in his career with the Packers, Mike. If he played with the Jets and we averaged that this year, we're eight and four. We win the we win the Pats game, we win the KC game, we win the, the game versus the Raiders, and we win that game this weekend. And we're eight and four, and we're and we're, and we're fine. We're cruising. You know, we're right behind the Dolphins. We got a wild card spot. We're feeling good. Nothing's wrong. Instead, we've had Zach Wilson here. 
And as much as we've all debated, it's gone back and forth and everything. It's like the ship has sailed. He's done. But they're reluctant to play again. Yeah, that's that's on a whole nother level, man. Mike, I had a softball team once. Some of my friends listening will remember this. And I was the captain of the softball team. I had to make the lineup every week. All of your friends, Mike, that you know and love dearly. All of us, all of our squads on the team, right, Mike? It's not easy to make a lineup with all your friends. You got to bat somebody last, right? You got to tell someone they're sitting for a few innings. Not easy to do. And we had a guy, I won't name his name. I'll tell you off air. Who was the worst player on the team. Scrub. Scrub. Who came up to me once and gave me, yo, man, just so you know, like, I don't want to play anymore because you don't play me enough. I should be playing at this position. I should hit this much. And I was like, bro. Is he in the SCFL? He's not. He's not in the okay. SCFL. Okay. Um, and when he told me that, I was like, dude, you know, I'm trying to get everyone in as much as I can. You know, I'm trying to. And when he was like, no, no, no. If you're not going to play me like how I want and do everything I want and bend to my will, I'm just not going to play. And I said, bye. Bye. Peace out. Piazza Roma. In front of everyone, I said, if you don't want, if you, that's your attitude, I'm playing you in spite of the fact that you stick. Okay? All my friends right now know who I'm talking about, too. Um, I'm playing you in, in spite of the fact that you're the worst player on the team. You catch a ball, and it's like Mr. Burns from the Simpsons. It's like your hand is going to rip off your fucking body. And I'm still playing her ass. So there's ways to handle these things when someone tries to be pretentious and tell you how it should go when you're above them in the pecking order of, of picking a team and a side and stuff like that. And Zach Wilson saying I'm reluctant to play, that shows me Mike inside of him doesn't have that dog in him at all. Because I, Mike... I grew up playing baseball and basketball. Baseball, you, you might have a game, you go 0 for 3. You might go 0 for 3 the next game. And you're coming up in a big spot the third game. Like, bro, I got out six times in a row. I had X amount of strikeouts. In my head, Keith, I'm like, bro, give me the bat. I'm, I want to get up every single time. Like, yeah. I'm going I'm to get a hit the next time. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to ball out in the next basketball game if I stink on the one before that. Like, and I'm just, I'm a regular jabroni, bro. The cats that are at the NFL level, all of them, they're the ultimate competitors. Ultimate. I saw the, the hard knocks with Aaron Donald with the Rams. A guy in a college beat him at ping pong, a regular student. He threw the ping pong pile at the kid's head. Mike. At his head. It's a 100-pound college kid. And I said I said to myself when I saw that, I see you. I see you, Aaron Donald. I see that the competitive fire. We have a quarterback who's butthurt, reluctant now to play. He's all in his emotions, and our coach has to save him from getting destroyed. He would be getting destroyed right now. If Robert's not to do a little PR on this, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Especially Agree. here in New York. Agree. So, uh, just just looking forward. Uh, we're going to – I don't know if we're going to win another game. And then you and I can start talking about draft. We can start talking about what the next steps are. A couple of things I was pretty happy about. Carter Warren seeing him. He yeah. did have a penalty, but I like what I'm seeing from him at the line. Joe Tipman looks really good. Um, you know, I know the offensive line is still makeshift. I am happy to see Becton being aggressive. I know he sprained his ankle and he wanted to get back and he did get back. So I like that. I'm, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards keeping him next year and still drafting a tackle. Um, you know, but I am disappointed very much with, um, Brees Hall. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to see Izzy Banacanda a little more. Uh, I think Xavier Gibson, five catches, 77 yards is pretty dope. Maybe yeah. he could be part of the solution next year, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, man, again, disaster, circus. I I lean towards firing everybody. Um, that's where I'm at because of how bad it is because it's historic and you just can't excuse it to me. And they're probably going to run it back with everybody and give them a mulligan because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I get it, but yeah. I wouldn't do that. Um, 
I, I'd probably clean house, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Mike, you're, and I don't know the math off the top of my head right now because my brain's not working at all. But the past three seasons with Salah, he's going to have one of the worst winning percentages probably yeah, he's ever. Yeah, and thirty-one. Thank you. So, if the smoke clears and we don't win any more games, Mike, say we just get waxed these last four, bro, then him getting fired shouldn't surprise anybody. I don't care. I don't care what the circumstances are. The the, the guys that are the good coaches in the NFL. Here's their circumstances, and they turn them into good circumstances. That's right. I mean, you know, I know Alex Smith was was okay in the Chiefs, but, I mean, Andy Reid took over the Chiefs. That wasn't like a powerhouse. He figured it out. It took time. They draft, drafting Mahomes helps. Don't, don't get me wrong. But, Mike, even before that with Alex Smith, they're balling, you know, with a game manager. So, good coaches lead to usually to success. So, if he gets canned, I mean, that shouldn't surprise anyone. Mike, I want to mention a couple more things before we get out of here. The offensive line, like you mentioned last week. Um, we had Becton, Tomlinson, Tittman, Schweitzer, and Warren. That's that's an interesting uh, offensive line grouping, not one we think we saw after week one. They actually didn't play that bad. Falcons' defense is pretty good, so um, I thought they played okay. And as we sit now, the only silver lining me and Mike had or felt after Rodgers got hurt was that Rodgers got hurt. This means we're going to have our first-round pick next year, right? If you're looking for any positive, this is what we said after week one. We anticipated having a pretty around 500 season, we thought. So maybe middle of the first-round pick. Right now, Jets fans, our pick is number six. Our pick is number six. And when you look at the upcoming schedule, I mean, look, it's teams that with Rodgers, you think we should smack. The Browns without Watson, great defense. I think we still lose that game, Mike. I think we're going to lose to the Dolphins. I think we're going to lose to the Texans. Um, So I think we're going to lose four more games. And it's going to come down to that last week of the season versus the Pats, where they have this great win streak over us that's gone on forever. And the Pats are going to do everything in their power to, to lose that game. I mean, let's be real. The Pats might win versus the Steelers this week. You mentioned this to me, Mike, when we were talking earlier. And then that last game could be the game for the second or third pick, depending on who wins the game. So not that I'm ever, you know, my approach is I, I purposely tanking always seems kind of disgusting to me. Um, I mean, we could have had Lawrence instead of Wilson if we lost one more, two more games a few years ago. I understand that, but it could come down to that last week in that last game. We're at number six right now. Mike, I don't think we're going to go further down than this. I think we're just going to go up. So I think you're looking at the fourth, fifth, or sixth pick for the Jets next season. That's a whole other discussion to be had. About do you go out and get yourself quarterback in that situation? You go behind Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's a discussion for down the road. But the only silver lining is we have our pick, and the way we're playing right now, Mike, we're turning that pick into a very valuable draft for next year. That is true. What do you got when we go for predictions for this weekend, Mike? Texas oh, Jets. the words is L. We'll get smacked. Um, yeah, you think so? Yeah. We've done pretty good. Um, we do – I mean, most quarterbacks don't have great days against us. Stroud has been – Stroud has looked – just, just – um, Kind of whatever that cognitive test was, Mike, that Stroud didn't do good on and Bryce Young killed. Let's just throw that one in, in the dumpster, I guess, right? That that's that whatever that test was got blown up as useless in one year because our boy was basically operating at like sixth grade level on the test, but his IQ when it comes to football through the roof. So CJ Stroud, all apologies to anyone that ever doubted your acumen on the field or your intelligence because you're balling. He's coming in here this weekend to met life, Mike. I think and I want I so badly want to just be like, oh, we're gonna win our defense. I can't predict wins, man. I can't. I didn't think we'd win. I did think we'd win last week. I had this great feeling that we're going to have like a Mike White day almost. Tim Boyle's going to game manage. You know, Mike, I was hyped. Not what happened. Still 13-8, pathetic loss to us. But we'll lose this game too. I think it'll be another low-scoring, ugly game that we lose. And that's how it's going to go, guys. And we're going to end up 4-9. Um, we're going to keep tumbling here. But look, ABG will be here to ride with you. Ride to the playoffs. We'll do some playoff shows. We'll get going. Me and Mike are already like, screw it. We're going to do a crazy draft show again next year because we're going to have a high draft pick. We thought we might be able to take a year off. <laughs> you know, I guess not, Mike. We're doing all the same routes that we always do because we're going to be in the top 10 like we always are. Well, unfortunately, man, it seems like we always end up in the same spot. But 
Um, I think we covered everything, Mike, that we could. We want to apologize to everyone for not riding with you guys the last few weeks. So much stuff's gone on with Mike's life and my life. Now I'm sick as sick as hell, but we're like, screw it. Let's just bang this out right now. So, Michael, if anyone does want to get out, support us in any way, shape, or form, how can they do that? Guys, we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. We really appreciate it. We're on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio on Twitter at or X at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. Yeah, when it was Twitter, it was still worth something, right? Now it's yeah. X, you know, in the shitter, guys. <laughs> all right. I think we got it all, man. On behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Garris. My name's Keith Fowl. Good at Check this week, everybody. Peace out.